Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doom scrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call the Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge. So sit back, relax and call the binge wife. Now, here are your hosts, Ruth and Roger. Thank you, Andrew, and welcome to Call the Binge Wife. So Roger, what are we talking about today? We binged Hello Tomorrow Season 1. Yes, we did. Let me tell you a little bit about Hello Tomorrow Season 1. It is set in a retro future world and centers around a group of traveling salesmen selling lunar timeshares. Billy Crudup stars as Jack, a salesman of a seemingly great talent and ambition. He has great talent and ambition, right? Whose unshakable faith in a brighter tomorrow inspires everyone. At first, Jack's sales team, Jack's sales team, Shirley, Herb, and Eddie are staying at the Vista Motor Lodge while they peddle Brightside Lunar Residences, a luxurious residential community located under a glass dome on the moon. I didn't realize it was a glass dome. Well, it had to be something. Right? I don't <laughs> know how that was going to work. What Jack also sells is a dream of happiness, which some vulnerable folks buy into. Mm. Quite a few vulnerable folks. But when Jack realizes that Joey is his estranged son, he decides to bring him into the business, despite the fact that Joey has no idea who he really is. Mm. As Jack mentors him and he and his team continue to go door to door and hold sales meetings, it slowly becomes clear that what they're selling isn't quite what it appears to be. Yeah, the American dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> Selling um, the American right. dream. Yeah. All right. So the show data for Hello Tomorrow Season 1, the drop date was February 2023. It's rated TVMA, and I, I'd like to challenge that. I, I know there's a couple of F-bombs throughout the season, but it's not like a rapid-fire explosion of them. There's no sex. There's no nudity. Mm. Yeah, I I really don't understand that rating, but that's just me. Violence, um, suggestiveness. What violence? There's not, no, there's no violence. I mean, it's you know, I don't. Uh, yeah, like fist fights and stuff, but not like I don't know. Right, not uh, too bad. Yeah, not it's like, not like people's heads popping off and stuff. I mean, it's or people being disemboweled. You know, yeah, chopping off body parts. So, anyways, is that usually what? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Well, that, that's why I'm asking because I'm like, oh, right? I that's true. What? Wait, what's the one below that? TV seventeen or TV fourteen? Got it. Okay. Yeah, I think I, TV fourteen would have been fine, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. I don't make the rules. So, anyways, uh, where to watch is Apple Plus. Uh, the amount of episodes is ten. The genre is sci-fi. Production staff and note: Billy Kudrup is. Uh, one of the producers, but the cast of note is Billy Crud, uh, up uh, Haney Fabe Wood, Dushan Williams, and Hank Azaria round yeah. up cast. So Rotten Tomato score 52 critics were not happy with this show. That's really surprises me, right. but 52% of the 
for the critics and 75% for the viewer. So not not horrible, but but it seems like people were slightly disappointed, but not terribly. Uh, Awards none to this date uh, of this airing of this episode of our show. So Roger, why did we watch? Yeah, I enjoy good, plausible science fiction and love the aesthetic of the show when I when I watched the trailer. Like when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a child of the 70s. I was a huge sci-fi nerd in the 70s. Logan's Run, Battlestar Galactica, Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I was just engrossed in sci-fi, but I also read comic books. And it wasn't too far from the 50s, so I'd seen a lot of the artwork and a lot of the advertisements from the 50s. And so just that retro futuristic, as you called it, kind of aesthetic was just really exciting to me. I liked that a lot. And then what kind of sold me was someone saying that it is an allegory for selling the American dream, you know, and you can ironically take what they're doing in this show and apply it to Apple products or whatever, and that you're buying happiness, so to speak. And so uh, that was definitely part of the 50s. But when you add in the technology part of it, it kind of, you know, definitely piqued my interest. So what about you, Ruth? Why do you want to, why'd you decide to watch this show with me? Let's put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, you were definitely interested. I thought, okay, okay. So it's good to try something totally different or different from what I might naturally gravitate towards, which is not always sci-fi, as you know. And at first it seemed like we, I'm like, what, what, I don't get it. What's the fifties, that retro futuristic or whatever. But I, I was intrigued by that take on it. So I, I kind of, I wanted to see the imagery. I was curious enough, but I thought I might be depressed for some reason. Mm. The, like, oh, cause it, you know, it's a big fat lie, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> we know it at first. So I was like, okay, let's watch it. I don't know if we knew that from the trailer, but I knew something was up. Right? Yeah, we knew something was up. Yeah. If you watch the trailer, you know that there's some flim flammery going there's on. Some... <laughs> <laughs> I love flim flammery. There was definitely some flim flammery. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, what was your first positive about that you thought about the show? Yeah, we've already talked about it pretty much is that the imagery of the show taking place in the 1950s in America, but technology has been sped up basically. And so there are 50s looking cars that have no wheels. <laughs> there, yeah, I was like, huh? Yeah, I was asking you, what's, what's there going are, on? There are futuristic kitchen appliances that microwave yeah. whole birds at one time which did yeah. not exist back then uh and, you know the simple design of the robots you know just the whole thing just i, I really like that alternative history futuristic type thing that really i, I liked watching the show from the mm-hmm. base from the baseball games to the the hotel that you talked about where their offices and they stay and just everything was i just thought it was really cool looking i, I like that aesthetic mm-hmm the robots who served the drinks yeah. Made, the, <laughs> yeah. made the drinks inside them or Oof. some of them. I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty scary. Not sure how the oil doesn't mix there, but anyways. So what about you, Ruth? What was your first thing that you were positive about? That's a very, it's the same basically. So um, 
the New York Times article said the visual pizzazz or the chrome punk question mark or like is it chrome? I don't know. Yeah, Rather than I'll, steampunk, chrome punk. Yeah, definitely not steampunk. Steampunk would be like fifty years before this. Yeah. So chrome so punk. Is, that's a pretty accurate. Is that what, yeah. So that was interesting when I read that. I was the visual pizzazz, but the, I like the costumes and oh, the yeah. hairstyles and mm-hmm. like watching all of that as well as the floating cars and. Like you said, the robots and the delivery vans. I was like, was that, was that like Amazon? <laughs> right? We were talking yes. about that. Yeah. And just noticing things like the analogies to present day life. But it was in the 50s. And like you said, the cooking of the whole bird, which you can do now, but it looks different. So, yeah, that was all very interesting. So what about your second positive? Yeah, kind of already mentioned it. But it's, I like the backdrop of the story that shows the selling of the American dream hasn't changed much over the decades. It's like, I, I keep asking Apple phone users, you know, what's so special about your phone? And it's like, well, it's Apple. It, well, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean it's a good phone. It just means it's Apple. So it's that. Because you can put emojis on people's text messages. Yeah. Okay, we can, won't yeah, go can, there. Yeah, yeah, we won't go there. Um, <laughs> if that's the only thing that Apple phones have, then and my Android doesn't. Anyways, um, yeah, just that fact that you can buy happiness, right? That that is, yes. you know, I don't want to get too political, but, you know, the American dream is dead, not because it, you know, can't be obtained, but it could never be attained. Not everyone can obtain the American dream that's, you know, perpetuated by media, by government, by whomever, you know, that's long gone when we have yeah. generations and generations behind us that are probably never going to be able to afford homes, you know? So for me, the retelling of that story that's happening right now, right. That if I just get an Apple watch, I'll be happy. Or if I just wear this, yeah. clothes, I'll be happy. Or if I get a it pair of jeans, I'll be happy. Right. You it know? doesn't work. Yeah, tell it you, doesn't work. I and, didn't get an Apple watch and I'm not happy. <laughs> it, it does help a little with certain things. Sure. But it's, <laughs> but this whole premise that they're selling timeshares or land on the moon, that that'll, that'll bring you happiness. There's nothing on this earth that would bring you happiness. But if you go to the moon, right. <laughs> then, to then, the, yeah, yeah. Then you'll be happy. Yeah. It's like the quote that wherever you go, there you are. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going to change a whole lot. Yeah. So that part of it's interesting to me. You know, we did grow, you and I grew up in the seventies. So we have a little bit of memory of, you know, door-to-door salesman or at least um, a milkman. Doesn't that doesn't really exist too much anymore? But just people coming to your yeah. door and trying to sell you something, and you know, that, that rarely happens anymore these days. Magazines are nice. Oh yeah, or magazines. What, the, yeah. Uh, what else was there? Tupperware. You've got Tupperware. Although you know, the Encyclopedia yeah. Britannica. Yeah. You know, you've World got, book. Yeah. yeah, just that whole life of a salesman on the road my dad was a salesman and he traveled a lot for his job so yeah it kind of reminded me a little bit of of his life a little bit although he was a decent person <laughs> like yeah you know, some of these Hopefully characters in the show yeah. but but yeah just that whole backdrop of the story being you know we're selling something that doesn't really matter or make things better I, I thought that was super interesting yeah so what about you what's your second I'm surprised I'm going to say I liked it. It's like the theme. At least it was consistent. The theme of lies throughout the show. Mm. Like everyone, every character in the show is either lying to themselves or someone else. Mm. And mostly lying to themselves. Yeah. 
And then I was thinking, you know, I won't get too hypothetical or into go too far down that road, but it's like, is self-deception and deceit part of like the American dream or that mm. or being a dreamer or would people rather escape than live day to day or can people live day to day? Yes, we can. But it just reminds me of like gratitude with where we're at. Um, I think self self-deception comes into play a lot it's hard to it's hard to face reality so I empathize with the characters on that and I understand the need to escape and I know you know I've joked or like I'm going to Tahiti you know when things get hard it's easy to want to be like I'm gonna go live in the middle of nowhere on an island you know so I I kind of get the desire to of course I get the desire to escape or I'm gonna you know that's I'm gonna go live in Mexico and sell sarongs on the beach or what else can or kayaking anyway so I think I liked that that was consistent I Mm. liked that part of the story how about you what was your third favorite thing yeah one of the interesting things about the dialogue that I thought was very interesting it goes back to me challenging the tvma rating was that there I don't think there was a single swear word until like the third episode okay I can't remember what what I was was tracking it well it was It was the scene with the one person in the grocery store. And so <laughs> trying not to give too much away. Yes. But the the fact that that character started swearing was highly impactful to that moment in the story. And some of that, I think, has to do with the, the at least the impression that I would have that swearing was certainly not widely accepted, although it happens. But back in the 1950s, it was almost non-existent. You had to be in your own home for that to happen. And if somebody even said, gosh, darn it, there'd be, you know, looks yeah. of, of, you know, why are you saying such bad things? And so yes. for them to hold that, right, I felt because I was like, I noticed it the whole time. It's like no one's no one's swearing, no one's swearing. And then when that scene happened, it added so much to that scene because it was new and it was you knew the character had to be feeling those emotions because they were swearing. Mm. And just just added a lot to it. It kind of got more frequent as the show went on. The expletives came a little bit looser. Yeah. But those it first three episodes, happening. yeah, mm. those first three episodes, it was like, wow, they're holding on to that. They're you know, and when it happened, boy, it made an impact. So it was like, yeah, you're right. That's I mean, you swear a lot, so I kind of fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's why in the 50s even now that's why my mom would say things like oh soup and sandwiches or people make up <laughs> uh, see but i never understood that because in my head i know what you wanted to say so you might as well say it that's my, my point of view <laughs> no uh, i yeah i inherited that oh i didn't say the f word until much later in life but anyway <laughs> A little bit before, but I won't tell you who I can blame. I'm just (laughs) (laughs) So what about you? What's your third one? I really liked Billy Crudup. Is it Crudup? As Jack, Um, he was really well cast for that character. I thought, wow, he he just fit that part really well. And I also like Nicholas Podani as Joey. And I liked watching the development of Joy's character and then his interaction with his dad that was so in, intense and fraught, like their relationship and Joey not knowing about that he's his dad. And 
um, I was cheering Joey on to like do the right thing. What's the right thing though? But I wanted him to win or win at life. And it was, that was really interesting, but I, but that was, I really liked those two characters in particular. Yeah. I think Billy did a good job. Uh, he's getting a little typecast in my opinion. There's not a lot of difference between this character and the character from another Apple plus TV show. Is that, is that the morning show? He plays the executive oh, producer yes, on the morning show. Yes. Except mm-hmm. I think Jack's character is a little more hopeful or optimistic. Uh, uh, maybe yeah. in an ideal sense of the, of the words. And so that makes it a little bit different than the other characters. Personal relationships, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. You're seeing him as a, with a family. Yeah, but you're right. I think it's similar. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I agree. They did both did a very good job. They were the two standouts, in my opinion. Uh, oh, you from agree the show. with me on that? Oh, oh, yeah. Mark it down. Okay, mark it down. What? Okay, so what is your negative about All the right. show? So, it probably goes a lot with the critics and what the critics have said of this. I've only realized after reading them that I felt the same way, but this is one of the Apple shows that didn't need 10 episodes. Mm. I think that they could have tightened the story a little bit more if they had yeah. gone with eight. Um, I think they try to push it and get their money. The episodes are short and the episodes are like 35 minutes long. They're not, not real long episodes, but even still, when you think about 35 minutes, 10 episodes, it's 300 you know, 50 minutes. That's, that's yeah. like two movies, right? I mean, that's like the length of two, two movies at least. So mm-hmm. I think they could have tightened the story a little bit more if they had gone eight episodes and maybe it would have been a little bit better. I think it kind of lingers a little bit as it goes. It's not very quick kind of telling the same yeah. story over and over again sometimes. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I would have, I would have been fine with eight episodes instead of 10. I agree with that. I think, yeah, I'm thinking about like seven or eight and episode seven or eight. It's like, okay, what's happening here? Or the personal conflicts are getting a little bit old of some of the characters, maybe. Yeah, so that goes right into my negative. Okay, they, go for it. Okay, some characters felt a little bit unconvincing, mm. like the Allison character, but I, at first I thought that was, the point or she's kind of cartoony but that was kind of the 50s futuristic kind of feel to it so I was trying to process that but yeah if I had to pick a, a negative too I, I agree with you we could have wrapped it up a little bit quicker and the image imagery like the razzle dazzle who say the pizzazz was more spectacular than the storytelling yeah and it wears off quick too right like after you see the cars floating and after you see the hotel yeah. a couple of times it's still like okay i got it <laughs> you know yes take, that's take, true take me to the ball game and show me the ballpark that's kind of interesting but beyond that, that was so, cool and then the yeah. rocket yeah the other if there were other things but, um, it, but it just wore off it, as much as i enjoyed it it just yeah you can only see the same things so many times and Again, eight episodes, like you said, yeah, may have helped that. I might have helped that, yes. Yeah. So, Roger, skip it or binge it? Oh, this is, we've got 21 episodes now of this show, and I think this is the first time that I'm going to sit on the fence. I, you know, I just, I, I wanted to like it more than I did, but I didn't hate it more than I didn't like it. I, I, I mean, it, it was fine. It wasn't anything, you know, to write home about but it, 
but it was good. So if you're nostalgic for the fifties and love science fiction, then I mean, go for it. But if not, I'm teasing because you. I was gonna say you have to do one or another, but you don't. No, I don't. I have to do anything. You don't have to do. No, no, I'm gonna sit on the fence. What about you? I'm the pot calling the kettle black because I'm also (laughs) fifteen. I had to pause and think about it. I think if you're interested in seeing something. Like we've been talking about retrofuturistic and you want to see the imagery, maybe give it a shot. And if you like Bill, Billy Crudup, I would say watch it. Otherwise, skip it. Stick with something that maybe you're more drawn to. So I i am right there with you. Sorry, I got to say. I don't feel strongly because it was it's not my favorite genre in the first place, but I'm right. working on, on growing and stretching. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I think there are elements that are interesting in it, but I can't really say absolutely binge it. All right. So thanks, Roger. That was fun to talk about. Hello tomorrow. And thanks for suggesting that we binge it initially. If people want to find out more about us or follow us, where can they find us? Yeah, folks can connect with us. You can send us an email at call the binge wife at gmail.com or you can follow us on instagram at call underscore the underscore binge wife and get on the facebook group and connect with us you can share what you're bidging uh, give us some suggestions on what you think we should and just interact with lots of other people that love tv and we would love to see you there and, and hang out and chat yes look forward to hearing from you roger what else are we binging this season yeah, we've got Love is Blind, your favorite show of all time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we have The Mandalorian and Beef, all available. Quite now. a variety. Wonderful. Thanks for listening. And if you don't know what to watch, you can call, call the, the binge, binge wife. wife. <laughs> you do it different every time. I do. Okay, one more time. And if you don't know what to watch, call, call the binge, the binge wife. wife. Let's see, that was perfect. That was? I think that paused. Okay, did we get it? One more time? Okay. Bye-bye.